The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Um, the question for the dinner table maybe is, why did the nine not come say thank you? We focus on the one who did, but why did the nine not? And so, looking at the scripture, uh, trying to put this together, I think Jesus gives us a clue. It's because the one that came back was a foreigner. He was a Samaritan, a foreigner. He was not from the land. Well, I think we can also say he was a pilgrim. Because the definition of a pilgrim is one on a journey, going a long distance to a sacred place for religious reasons. And that's what we're really called to do, is to be pilgrims on earth. This is not our final home. And so the one that came back gave thanks. Um, in our first reading, um, that passage from Sirach where he says, um, he talks about God fosters people's growth from their mother's womb and fashions them according to his will. Well, we're talking about God's providence. And that's something else we think about on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Well, um, that and um, a homily I did about a week ago where I talked about Joseph from the Old Testament, uh, the son of Jacob, one of the 13 or the uh, 12 sons. Um, I had created a long time ago a uh, family uh, tree of uh, Jesus and Mary all the way back to Abraham. Lots of saints have... Um, talked about, you know, uh, connections, and of course none of this is um, dogma that you have to believe, but I always found it kind of interesting to look at this, and occasionally there's been some realizations, and so one came um, after this last homily, um, it was about Joseph saying that he realized he was not in the land, Egypt, and he wanted his brothers to take him back because God would come to their aid he realized he was a pilgrim. Now, what's interesting, if you don't remember the whole story of Joseph, uh, he was the favorite of Jacob. And 
Um, the other brothers didn't like him, and uh, they didn't kill him, but they left him for dead, and he was uh, sold off as a slave. And he went to Egypt, where he flourished, and eventually became um, uh, second-hand second to the king. And um, ultimately, he saves his brothers because there's a famine in uh, Israel, in the land that they were in. Um, and so they come to Joseph, and he saves them. And eventually, that's why all of Israel, the family of Israel, is in Egypt. Of course, then they'll have to be saved. But um, his dying words were, take me with you when the Lord comes to our aid. So he knew he was a pilgrim. Well, one of the fascinating things I learned from my org chart, um, I also was, uh, or my family tree, uh, my adoptive family tree, um, is that it always bothered me that uh, Joseph came from um, uh, a relation, you know, the, I, was, I had it marked down wrong. Um, Joseph, I thought, came, so Jacob had two wives. Uh, one was through kind of man's trickery. Uh, you might remember there was Leah, so uh, Jacob loved Ra uh, Rebecca, but uh, the father snuck Leah into the tent, and so uh, Jacob is married to the sister, and if he works another seven years, he could marry the true love he had. Well, it's interesting because when I realized that I had Joseph coming out of the wrong marriage, he, Joseph came from, as the first son... Jacob's true love made me start to think about, because on my family tree, there's really two other lineages. There's the one from Levi, if you remember, that's the priestly connection. Well, we know that Mary came out of that because her sister, or her cousin, uh, Elizabeth, uh, was from the uh, the tribe of Le uh, Levi. So it was a priestly connection. And uh, Joseph, we know, goes back through Judah. That was the line of the kings. That's where David came from. I started to see the connection of, well, gee, there's, when we think of priest, prophet, and king, well, we have a priest through Mary. We have a king through Judah. And Joseph is the prophet, the shepherd, the one that saves. Well, it was like, well, but how is this connection lining up? Well, it came together for me when I realized that when Joseph died, he died in Egypt, but he was so beloved, he had two sons, Jacob loved him so much, he adopted Joseph's sons. He adopted the sons of Joseph. Hopefully you're starting to see the connection of Joseph and Jesus, and we are his adopted brothers and sisters, and we are in the line. So we become adopted into the family. Joseph plays the role of the shepherd, and through the adoption we are now part of the family tree. And we see that with Joseph, the father of Jesus. We're adopted in.
So this was magical for me. This is like, oh my gosh, so what, what a find I have. But it's about the pilgrimage. It's about when I started to really realize Joseph was a pilgrim. He was on a journey. He realized he wasn't in his final destination. That's when it really started to come together for me. I want to talk about one other pilgrim on this day of Thanksgiving. We think of the pilgrims from 1621, that uh, famous first Thanksgiving meal where uh, the Native Americans and the pilgrims come together. Well, I've read bits and pieces of this story. I didn't know the whole story, but it, I, with this idea of pilgrim, I really started reading into it. And, of course, you've probably heard the Native American who helped, really saved um, the pilgrims, was uh, his nickname was Squanto, Squantro. Um, he has an interesting story. Um, I didn't realize it. Uh, he actually was captured and sent to Europe as a slave. Uh, he, he luckily got into a connection with um, a monastery and a group of monks. He was eventually released. He learned English. He learned the Christian ways. He learned the English ways. And he eventually came back to North America to get back with his tribe. Well, because of the illnesses that the, uh, 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 the people coming over from Europe brought, his whole tribe was wiped out completely wiped out. And rather than being bitter, he connected with the pilgrims and taught them how to survive in a land that was not their own. He taught them to fish and plant and, and really survive, to make it. Squantro helped the pilgrims. Now, he only lived another year, apparently. He died in, like, 1622. He was only there for a couple of years. But he really played a huge part in helping the pilgrims survive because the pilgrims were in a land on a journey to worship. They really fit the description of, of the definition of what a pilgrim is. Squantro, his last dying words that were reported by the mayor in Plymouth, basically asked for the prayers of the people so that he could go to this English man's heaven. He also knew he was a pilgrim. Maybe not a pilgrim in the definition of an English pilgrim that came to America, but he was a pilgrim because his final destination is not this planet, this earth that we're on. That's not our final destination. And when we think through that about being a pilgrim, that may be the best gift that we can get this Thanksgiving as we start to realize that we are true pilgrims on this earth. We're on a journey, it's a long journey, and we're headed for a sacred place, and we're doing all of this for religious, sacred reasons, to learn and understand and grow closer to our Lord. One final 
uh, comment. Um, I have been hearing this over and over again from visitors, new faces that come into our parish. And they humbly say, this feels so comfortable here. This feels like home. I, I, this feels like the place I need to be. And I ask myself, why is that? What is it that we're doing? I mean, there's lots of things you could look, physical things, you could say, it's a wonderful place to worship. It's because I think we have a pilgrim attitude in philosophy at Nativity. I think we all realize that we're pilgrims on this earth, the brother and sister next to us are pilgrims, and we're here to worship and survive, live, thrive, but as pilgrims on this earth. So I think the best thing that we can remember this Thanksgiving, our, our greatest blessing, is to remember that we're pilgrims, really pilgrims at heart.